The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Love it with some passion. Yeah. Rubber band and the money that keeps stacking. Yeah. Got a honey who come with elite fashion. Yeah. She too fine, I tell her that thing magic. You ain't a hustle, you broke, well that seems tragic. tragic. Got to catch in the field like deep passes. Yeah. I tell her plug if it's sticky, then please bag it. I need the best what cause I is going on, football fans? It is week nine, NFL week nine, and it is about to go down. Y'all know what that means when I say it's week nine. It's the week that I've been waiting for to get at my dog. Twine, and we are back. It's the chop up. Uh, listen, my man Sterls for the girls can't be with us this time, but me and Twine is in the building, and we're gonna get it going because y'all already know what game is happening this weekend. It's the Buffalo Bills. We are heading into town. We are going to East, East Rutherford, New Jersey. I'm not gonna say the city that they want me to claim. We are going into New Jersey, and the Buffalo Bills, the only team in New York State, is about to show. <laughs> he already shaking his head because <laughs> we about to show. Who runs New York? What's going on, big dog? Hey, what's up? How you doing, man? Man, I'm good, man. I'm tired, but we here. We here. So, yeah. Um, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm just always busy, but, you know, maintaining. Yeah, well, busy is good for you, man. That's, uh, you know, that's the life of of a beat reporter and all that other stuff. You know, Not you next week, though. Not next week. I got a bye week, so I'm looking forward to that. You sound like one of the players. Like, man, I can't wait for this bye week, man. Yeah, I, I'm ready. Like, yeah, it's like half. It's perfect too. It's like halfway through the season too. Like, this will be the night. This will be the ninth game coming up. So you'll have eight after this. So it's it just that's the that's exactly when you want the bye week. See, I can't hold you. I, um, the Bills always. It seems like at least in recent years, I think we had one that was a little bit later, like week 11 or week 10. But for the most part, I feel like the bills always get a bye week like week six. Week, week five. Like we always one of the first bye weeks and I can't stand it, man. Like I, I wish we can get one in the middle of the season. Like give me like that week 10, week 11. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's what it is next week. Week 10. Yeah. So it's like perfect. Like that's that yeah. like the, that's the cutoff. Like that's the first half going into the second half of the season. So that's what you want. Yeah, I, I I need that. But, I mean, we already got our bye weekend, so I'm not saying it for the sake of the team. I'm saying it for the sake of, like, coverage and, like, all well, that's traveling. What I mean. and, yeah, no, I know. I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> I'm saying it for people that's listening or watching. It's like, yeah, no, we're not just saying it for, for that. Like, we need, to, we need a break sometimes, too. And I can only imagine how the players feel, you know, like, all oh, yeah. the travel and all of the, the their bodies could probably use that extra week off. So, but let's get into it, man. It's, um... 
I, I think this week is more exciting games than than it has been in the last few weeks. Like, you know, some of the matchups, uh, even even because, well, let's put it like this. Like, I feel like this year is is top heavy in the sense of like there's like four, three or four teams at the top that you're like, OK, these dudes are contenders. And then it's just like the middle pack is heavy. Like it's a big middle pack. And then you got the teams that we know, like, they're not good. And what happens is, like, Thursday night football hasn't been good. Like, even this past Thursday, it's the Eagles and the Texans. Like, we knew that wasn't going to be a good game. It is what it is. But then, like, weeks before that, like, you got all these Thursday night games that the matchups just aren't – they're not really enticing. I feel like this week for Sunday, we got some good games coming up. Even though the records don't always talk it, I feel like you still have certain things to look forward to this week. So I want to start off um, – Oh, go ahead. My bad. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's a lot of teams that are off this week, but at the same time, I think it's gonna be good quality. I think the matchup will be really close. Like, I mean, the Rams and Buccaneers, I think, would was a game that I think a lot of people circled at the beginning of the year just because that this could be a preview for the NFC Championship. Obviously, as things stand right now, that's probably not gonna be the case. But yeah, uh, I do think it's still gonna be a really intriguing game because somebody they both need this game. They both really they need it in a major way. I think Tampa really needs it, man. Tampa Bay, you're right. I mean, both teams need it. But just to, to see what's happening with Tampa Bay and Tom Brady, like you just – you never think a Tom Brady-led team is will look like this at this point of the season. You know, like I remember some of those Patriots teams where it's like they might start off a little slow and the offense don't look right. But still, come around like week nine, week ten, it's like, oh, okay, it's Brady. You know, it, it don't look like that this year, man. What the heck is happening down there in Tampa Bay? I just think it's a lot of things. I mean – it's, it's a note the offense a lot isn't very good. I think that starts there. I mean, obviously, Tom Brady needs a ton of protection. He's not mobile, and especially at his advancing age, uh, he's definitely, you know, you got to be able to protect him and keep him upright. So that's the first thing. They lost, you know, multiple offensive linemen at the beginning of the season. That was a problem. Secondly, the receivers have been injured at certain times this year. Mike Evans got suspended. You know, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones has missed time. Gronk's no longer there. I think that's a bit, that was a big security blanket. Nobody's really talking about, mm-hmm. you know, the loss of Gronk there because, you know, even though he might not be the, he wasn't the same tight end, but he still provided that third down assurance there for Brady um, from time to time. And then you just look at Tom Brady himself. I mean, he's 45 years old. At some point, I mean, you have to understand that, you know, father time is going to start to take over a little bit. I mean, he's not the same. He's still a good quarterback. It's no, nothing, not taking anything mm-hmm. away from him, but, you know, he starts for a number of different teams, but he's just not the, Tom Brady that I think a lot of people have customer seeing too. So I think it's a combination of all three things. Yeah. As a Lakers fan, man, I, I know I, follow me for a second. As a Lakers fan, I feel like we got this version of LeBron that Tampa Bay Buccaneers got of Tom Brady. Like they both got a championship. Like they came to the city and it was like, okay, yes, we got it. Bron came, gave us one in the bubble. Brady went there. He gave him one first year he got there. But then it's like, this ain't Tom Brady that that was dominating the AFC East for 20 years. This ain't Bron that was down in Miami looking like a villain. You know, like this is, is I mean, still high quality players, but it's just not the same dominating player, man. And it's kind of, you know, I don't know. I think it's you, you disagree. It looks like you might. Disagree. I think um, I think it's a two different situations. I think with the Lakers, I just don't think the team is very good around LeBron. I mean, I think he's still a top five, ten player in the league. I don't think Tom Brady's a top ten player in the league anymore. Like, I think, I think LeBron is still that. Like, I think still he can still give you that, you know, that scoring, and he may not give it to you on the defensive end like I used to, but he can still provide buckets. But when you got AD, that's you know been fragile, and then we got Russell Westbrook, who's 
you know, out of sorts there. He should, he doesn't, it's like he doesn't belong there. And then you add in a Patrick Beverly, you know, to a miss there. It's kind of like, um, you know, you see the guy like on Twitter where you put the French fries into that pan and then the fire, it just fire just starts. That's just kind of what it seems like when they put Patrick Beverly in the midst of there. Like everything just got, became combust, even more combustible than what it was. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see that perspective, but I mean, I'm a Laker fan, so when I look at it, it's like the part you said about no defense is like that was that was the part that made Bron even more spe- like yeah, he gonna give you buckets, he'll he'll dunk on you, but like the dude that was running down the court blocking you know like on a fast break he's gonna come and snatch the ball out your hand before you can lay it up like that was the brian that he, he scared you on defense and on offense right now i feel like you know you put the ball in his hand and everybody's scared of brian but these guys are attacking brian different this year man like i don't think they i don't think they scared him so like the reason why i made the again i agree with you i think they're both yeah you know you still look at tom brady like dude that's tom brady but you know because honestly there were plays last week in last week's game um, like the wide open touchdown drop, you know, it, it wasn't Brady. He put the ball where it needed to be. There were some throws that he made in that game that was like, man, this dude is, he still got it. But again, the, the chemistry overall, you know, you, you see Mike Evans dropping touch wide open touchdown passes. That's just not, that's not something that we, that we're used to, man. And I, I don't, I don't know. I yeah, just I feel think, like uh, part of that too, is also missing time during training camp too, because remember, touché, like, remember touché. the time when, you know, he was doing like, he had to take some time away from the team and all of that deal with his personal matters. I think that's part of it too, as well. Like you miss that time with the chemistry and, you know, at his age, you, you need that. You really need that in your rapport. And I think you're really seeing that on the field. Man, I I tell you, like, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I just, it's just shocking to see because again, knowing who Tom Brady has been, especially as a Bills fan, like the AFC East, we've seen Tom Brady be like this, <laughs> machine and now it's like why he couldn't be this tom brady when he was in new england but I mean, he would have been eventually i mean i think if, i think either way the bills would have taken over at some point it's just gonna matter like how that happened whether he was in new england or you know in tampa bay but yeah i think eventually the bills would have been the better i think we started to see that his last year there um in, in new england yeah i just wanted to i just wish we could have beat him while he was at his peak, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. cause it's, it's one, it's one thing to beat him when he's old. He's still not, like we just said, he's still good, but it's yeah. one thing to beat him when he's like, you know, not the duty. He's not the MVP no more. I want to beat him when he's that guy, but it's all good, but they're going up against um the, the, the Rams and you know, they're not the Rams that we expected to see either. I mean, week one, obviously bills fans. I was one of them just super excited that we went to their house and thrashed on them. They not look like Matt Stafford ain't looking like Matt. And and uh, I think Cup, I, I'm sure he's going to play, but he tweaked his yeah. ankle in garbage time last week and just all types of stuff, man. Like they just, they don't look like the same team. Their defense is not, it's not by at all shut down like you expect mm-hmm. to see. Uh, so what's happening out on the West Coast? Yeah, I think, I mean, Aaron Donald's still playing at a high level. I mean, he's still like going to have double digit sacks and, you know, 11, 12, whatever the case may be. I think Jalen Ramsey, you know, hasn't necessarily played up the standards at times. And, you know, I think they miss, they just missing a lot of components there. And I think Matt Stafford, look at, he's still turning the ball over a lot. And I think we kind of saw that 
you know, with the Bills game. Like, he was doing too much. I think he kind of saw that in Detroit there mm -hmm. uh, when he was there. I think last year with the Rams, he kind of reined it down a little bit. And, you know, I think Sean McVay was able to get the very best out of him that way. I think the, the expectation was a lot of people thought Matt Stafford was a top-10 quarterback, and he definitely played like that last year. Certainly, it's not the case this year. Running the football has been a problem. I know they're going to uh, try to get Cam Akers back, but, you know, we'll see how he's – back in the fold there. I'm actually surprised he's still on the roster there and they decided not to trade him considering, you know, the things that's been going on there. But, you know, I guess they really need him and that's probably why they decided not against trading him. But yeah, they just they just don't look the same. And I think that's why you see it San Francisco go out and get a Christian McCaffrey because they feel like they can win this division. And I think they can, I really do. And they, they own the uh, Rams really. Like they beat them like, I don't know, like eight straight times, like on the regular season. So yeah, I mean, until, you know, remains to be seen. I know the Rams beat them in the playoffs where it counted last year, but you know, I really like the 49ers in that division. And I, I may, you know, I don't know if I'm one of them was saying this, but I think the 49ers, to me, that's who I would have coming out the NFC at the moment. I want to say that, but you know what? Every year I feel like um, the only reason why I doubt them comes down to Jimmy Garoppolo, but they make the NFC Championship or they make the Super Bowl. And, you know, it's like they always end up pulling it out in the playoffs where it's like, yeah, my only question was the quarterback, and he ended up being the guy to get him there. And so I don't know. But here's I'm, my I'm, thing, too. Like, who else, who are you going to pick? You're going to pick the Eagles. So like, it's still questions with Jalen Hurst, too. Like, it's yeah. the Vikings. You could, you, we know about Kirk Cousins and, you know, his deficiencies, like, especially mm -hmm. uh, when it counts, too. So it, somebody seems like they have something against them that they need to get past. Somebody's going to have to get over that hump, at least. And I think the 49ers have shown they can at least get to the Super I don't have them winning it, but, you know, I at least think they can get to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Well, we know they're not gonna win it because we know who's. Gonna hey, you, win never, it. you never, you never. Look, I'm no, just, we know who's gonna win okay, this year. Though. Okay, come on, man. Like you, every week, every week, man. I feel like you. I pick the Bills. I pick the Bills <laughs> to win to get to, the Super, to win the Super Bowl. Like seriously, I put a bet out in Vegas about it. But again, in a one game scenario, anything can happen. I'm just saying, man. Like every week, you 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 take a little bit of my hope. Like a little, a little bit of the faith I have. Well, you can't, you can't just go in there thinking, oh yeah, we're gonna win every single game. Like, no, like that's not. No, I don't works. think we're gonna win every. I, I, I think before the season, I said that um, I looked at our schedule initially and thought that we were gonna end up for fourteen and three. Okay. And that's but I will possible. tell you, I will, it's still possible, very much so. But I, I will tell you, I thought we were gonna probably drop. Um, like either the Kansas City game or, you know, like I didn't think we were going to go into the bye five and one. And that's yeah. just the honest God truth. It's like when you looked at the way the schedule came and really even Green Bay is not Green Bay like that we're all used to seeing. So like it could have been that game or it could have been Kansas City. But man, to go into the bye five and one and then now um, I think the Vikings schedule like record wise is the toughest team on, on that's left considered on our schedule. Uh, we'll get into the bills and adjust later, but, but I'm just saying, like, I don't expect us to win every game, but you know, I gotta, I gotta, you know, ride with my boys when, when we start talking that Super Bowl talk. Like, this is the first year. Last year, I thought we could have won it. Obviously, what happened with the Chiefs, but last year I thought we had a team that was good enough to do it. But this year, I just feel like, honest to God, when we wake up and we show up, I don't think there's anybody top to bottom. And that's not even me being biased this year. Like I said that a couple of years ago about the Chiefs, like. Sometimes I look at teams and some teams just look like they're ahead of people. And like, you know, a couple of years back when the Chiefs, you remember when when um, Mahomes had his MVP year and didn't they? Yeah. It, it just seemed like, you know, 
you couldn't stop them on offense. They figured it out on defense too. And it just seemed like literally everything they were doing was working. And I just feel like for the bills this year, even though like we had a slower game last week against the, the Packers, I don't know. I just, I just feel like top to bottom, there isn't a roster in the league. And I know everybody's talking about the Eagles and I know everybody, I don't see it. I still don't see it with the Eagles. When, when they play their game, like I think the bills are the best team, but yeah. you know, yeah, I, I think obviously that, it's going to be peaks and valleys throughout the course of the season. But yeah, I think when they're on and in spite of the injuries that they've had you know, this week there, especially, especially at the safety position that that's really mm-hmm. above the bills. I think uh, they are top of the food chain uh, as far as the rest of the teams in the league. Yeah. So all jokes aside, that's I mean, I'd be joking with you, but at the same time, yeah. it's like, I gotta, I gotta write with the boys, but another yeah, game yeah. that I think is going to be interesting this week is um, I think the chiefs and the Titans game. I know yeah. the Titans don't look, what we expected them to look, you know, last year they were the number one seed in the AFC. The Chiefs, um, I still think the Chiefs are the Chiefs, man. And I know they don't they don't have to re-kill, so they're doing it differently on offense. But man, after that Bills game, they went out there and did what they did to the 49ers, and that looked it looked real bad on the 49ers. And I just, you know, I think the Chiefs are still the Chiefs. I think Patrick Mahomes is still that. What's your thoughts on that Sunday night football game? I mean, basically, I mean, you're just trying to stop Derrick Henry. I mean, he gets in these stretches like the game against Houston where he st- you start to see him go and just become elite once again. He started out slow and then all of a sudden, like, he's putting up 200-yard games against the Texans pretty much all the time now. But uh, now that's basically what it comes down to. If you can contain Derrick Henry, you know, force, you know, Ryan, you know, first Ryan Tannehill to beat you, uh, you got a shot. You got to shut the end of winning the end up winning. So yeah, I definitely think uh, Casey. For me, I think Casey is at least the sec- at least the second best team in football right now. And to be able to do it without Tyreek Hill and to do it with the supporting cast that they've had of wide receivers, you still have Travis Kelsey. You know they have a uh, complimentary running backs that they use too as well. And of course, you know you have arguably the best quarterback. I know you know, arguably the best quarterback in football in Patrick Mahomes there. Uh, but, you know, they're always going to be in it. And, you know, it would not surprise me if the, the Chiefs end up winning by double digits. Yeah, no, that's that's not a that, – now that time, that's not a debate I'm going to have with you. I, I, like, that's I, what I, I said, respect, arguably. Yeah, arguably. no, I, I respect Patrick Mahomes, like, way more than a lot of Bills fans want to give him respect for. But I'm going to tell you what, man, that dude, that dude, he still does things with the football with that – like you mentioned, with that supporting cast – um, cause Juju hasn't like, last couple games, he, he kind of showed up, but when you look at the overall for the season, he's not what we thought he would be. You know, you look at, um, Sky Moore is not even like, has he even really made, uh, I, I don't feel not like really. his presence was felt at all this year, maybe a player or two here or there, but for the most part, like we haven't mentioned Sky Moore's name. Um, the, the rookie Pacheco, Pacheco, the running back. Yeah. He hasn't kind of so I just offensively, I'm just saying, like, I don't think he has the pieces outside of Kelsey, like, you know, most Chiefs fans probably thought, but he's making that work. So I can't I can't hate on him. And as far as the Titans, man, last week with Malik Willis was ugly, man. Like yeah. <laughs> now, now Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry. So you have 200 plus rushing yards and 15 touchdowns on the ground. You know, you're going to win. But man, Malik Willis, I, I don't know. I, are you disappointed in that as a, just as a football fan? Because. I tell you what, man, I honestly, at one point, I honestly thought I'm like, I met him at the draft and I told him like, yo, make Pittsburgh regret that. And it just don't look, and I know it's his first start. He's yeah. a rookie. So, I mean, I know it's, a, it's a, a lot to the story to be written, but that to, to, to start off, man, that, that the preface to that book didn't look like he was going to make them regret not drafting. It, him. You just have to understand like rookies are playing like how rookies are. I think we've gotten accustomed to seeing, 
guys that come into the league, some guys come into the league and set it on fire. Like, not everybody's going to be like Patrick Mahomes and then just literally, like, second year in the league, like, guns blazing, like, win the MVP and all of that. Now, I think it's it's going to take time, especially when you have a project like Malik Willis. And look, look at where he went to school at Liberty. That, that That's a big jump up in talent. Like, this isn't, this ain't the ACC in Clemson or SEC or whatever. This is, like, going from a mid-level conference in college football to NFL. And that speed, you can, you can't even imagine, you know, in his mind, the speed of that, you know, so he, he had to be struggling there and you saw it there on the field. And, you know, I think he'll be fine. I really do. I really do like Malik Willis there, but it's just going to, it may take him a time, take some time for him to develop. So you may, you may end up keeping Tannehill for another year just to let him develop there because I think he's more of a project that's going to take some time before he's ready to start in the league. And I think you kind of saw that last week. I like him, you know. Like I said, I you know from I what too. I saw, I, you know, I, I I was really hoping that he would come out and have a big game. You know, I know a lot of people who play fantasy picked him up on the waivers really quickly and was <laughs> like, oh, he might save my season. I didn't think that was gonna happen, but I just didn't think. I don't even remember his stats, but I think he had like 22 yards passing or something like that. So, you know, I was just really, you know, I don't know. I was, I was rooting for him and I was hoping it would be a bigger showing for him. But, but that game. Uh, so, so like I said, the Titans and the and the Chiefs. How do you think that one's gonna go? Yeah, I, I think the Chiefs win by double digits. Like, I think they get the job done and continue to keep rolling too. They know, you know, they lost the game against Buffalo. They got to keep winning in order to try to at least have what happened last year where they ended up still getting home field advantage despite the fact that they lost the Bills in the regular season. And the only way to do that is to keep winning. So I think they're going to continue to do that and keep rolling. Yeah, I mean, and I, and I do see it coming down to the end of the season where one and two are the Bills or Chiefs, like whichever way, you know, and hopefully the Bills won't lose. I mean, I don't think it's likely that we go undefeated the rest of the season. Like as much as a fan of me wants to say the Bills will go undefeated, I don't think it's likely to just to expect a team to win 16 games out of 17. Like that's it's just a tough grind. It's a tough year. But, but man, God, I hope that it goes through Buffalo. You know, like to to have the playoffs go through Western New York is just there's a different experience that um a most of most of the people my age, we really didn't get to experience that in the early 90s. Like even if you did go to the game with your parents, we were kids, man. Like I, I hate when people my age try to talk like, oh man, I remember those games. Bruh, you was like six. I was well, born in 86. Well, they, you know they, what they remember. They don't necessarily know what they were watching, but they remember. No, but no, I remember what I'm saying. When I say remember in that sense, I mean, like, they tried to make it seem like they were so invested and they was like, like now, like the way I talk about the game and I can break down the nuances of the game and I can talk well, about, no. yeah, they, these boys be out here fronting on the internet and it's like, come on, man, you, you was, you was in second grade, you was in first grade and you was just hoping in Buffalo to get the day off of school. Cause every year Buffalo public school said, if we win the Super Bowl, ain't no school Monday. And guess what? We had school every Monday for four years, and it was annoying, bro. It was annoying. <laughs> so, so I'm hoping it goes to Buffalo, man. But uh, let me see another another one that I'm actually interested in. Now, everybody knows, um, you know, I live in Phoenix now, so I'm a Cardinals fan in a way. Um, the Cardinals are going up against the Seahawks, so it's a it's a divisional game. But it's not even just the fact that it's a divisional game. The reason why I'm looking forward to this one, I think, since um, DeAndre Hopkins come came back, I think Kyler Murray is kind of waking up a bit at quarterback. I think when DeAndre Hopkins is in there, that offense looks different. But then on top of it, the Seahawks, you know, I don't know if they just were, were, you know, future, you know, they, if they could just tell the future or if it was like, you know what, the system that Pete Carroll has is going to make a quarterback look kind of decent, however it is. 
They get rid of Russell Wilson. He goes out there to, to Denver and he's crap in the bed. Now you got Geno Smith looking like everything that that Rex Ryan wanted him to look like. How do you think this game is going to go? Because I actually, like I said, I'm rooting for the Cardinals to kind of turn their season around because, man, it's it's bad out here. They want People out here want Kyler's head. <laughs> they want Cliff's head. And they ready for them, or especially Cliff. They ready for Cliff to go. Well, they just signed him to an extension, so that's not going to happen anytime soon. So at least for another year, it's not. So, yeah, yeah they're kind of stuck with them there. I think with the Seahawks, I think you you've, uh, didn't mention, I think, the X factor with them the last few weeks, and that's Kenneth Walker. Like, I think mm-hmm. Kenneth Walker has just been absolutely everything that I thought he would be coming out of Michigan State, somebody that can catch the ball out of that field has some speed burners and also strong too. I mean, he is hard to take down and uh, definitely what Pete Carroll likes. I mean, you think about Pete Carroll and what they were doing, you know, with the Legion of Boom and when Russ came there and obviously they had Marshawn Lynch, they ran the ball effectively, they played good defense and, you know, Russell Wilson ended up getting better and becoming, you know, future Hall of Fame quarterback. But I think when he was learning the game early on, they were just telling him, don't, don't screw it up. And then that's yeah. kind of what it is. But, you know, Geno Smith become this super accurate quarterback in the process like and has been amazing to watch there. So, yeah, there's all of a sudden like this sneaky contender out there uh, in the NFC. And I definitely think I, I want to I pick the Cardinals just because, I, I mean, I think they're like you said, uh, DeAndre Hopkins has really made a big difference there. You know, what worries me is their defense. And I think you kind of saw that too last week against the mm-hmm. Minnesota Vikings too. Like, yeah, I know they can score, but can they stop anybody, especially when it counts too? Mm-hmm. That's what that's what it's going to come down to be. Can they stop Geno Smith, force some turnovers, and also you know be able to contain Kenneth Walker? It don't seem like it, but I tell you what about Kenneth Walker? Since um Hall in New York went down, honestly, I feel like I like I like Walker as the offensive rookie of the year. Yeah. Like I, he's, absolutely. Man, him and Pierce, him and Damian Pierce are both like there. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Like all of those guys did not. None of those guys went in the first round. But I'm willing to bet you, if you had to do it all over again, all three of them would go in the first round for the best. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and so I guess I mean I agree with you on on everything you said there. I think that that Walker is going to be, um, if the Seahawks have a successful season, as much as Geno Smith has become an accurate quarterback and he's looking like he's, as, you know, whatever, it, it's, it's, it's that run game, man. It's that run game and that defense that's keeping them, like, the games a little bit closer. And I, I love it. I love it. So uh, let's, let's see. Uh, let's, let's pivot to, to your, your original fandom team, like Real Talk, your team. The Raiders and the Jaguars, man. Record-wise, this game isn't one that people would probably rush to turn on the TV. But when you know the rosters and you know kind of the storylines about what's going on with each team, um, I think the Jaguars are actually looking forward now to, like, really making uh, ETN, like, that that workhorse. You know what I mean? Like, after trading away Robinson, now they don't really have to split those reps the way they were before. And last week, ETN showed them, like, you made the right decision. And uh, he, he had a big game. And then – Again, the Raiders, man, I don't know what happened last week. I have no idea what happened last week, dropping a goose egg, but they need to figure this crap out ASAP. Like, I mean, their season's over in a way. I don't know if they can. I don't know if they can. I mean, I think that's the thing. The offense just seems out of sync. I mean, Josh Jacobs is probably the best thing that they have going offensively. They got injuries. Darren Waller's been hurt. Uh, Hunter Winfo hasn't really looked the same. The offensive line isn't very good. And then Derek Carr just – looks like a shell on himself. I mean, I have a hard time believing he's going to be on the roster next year, especially when they can get from under his contract and owe him nothing. 
after like next year. So I'd imagine if they keep Josh McDaniels and all, and if you believe Mark Davis, they're going to. Although if they finish like two and fifteen, I mean, I think all bets are kind of off there, especially when you talk about in Vegas where they're trying to sell tickets. But yeah, if they end up keeping uh, Josh McDaniels, then I think. You know, he's probably going to want his own quarterback there, at least to start out this year. And it could, this, this is really reminding me of the Denver situation. It really is. Like you had a, you had a situation there. Uh, it just looked like a team that was under like Mike Shanahan that was on the cusp of being a playoff team. But yeah, they brought in Josh McDaniels and it, the, the value just goes, just taints. Like they're just not the same team and don't even look close to it. So that's kind of what reminded me of the Raiders had a great story last year, won 10 games, you know, and now they like a team that's probably going to be picking second or third in the draft. It's just, it's just insane to me because like you mentioned, you, um, Hey, yes, Josh Jacobs is about the best thing you have there, but you talk about Carr. He had no excuse this year. Like now, okay, I don't know how much blame you want to put on a head coach. You know, I don't think he is a good coach. He wasn't a good coach the first time around. He's not a good head coach this time around. But I also I'm that guy where I feel like sometimes it's like, look, it comes down to just straight up talent. And when you got you got freaking Devontae Adams, you got Josh Jacobs, you got now Darren Waller's been injured, but it's like what like what like Aaron Rodgers only threw to Devontae Adams <laughs> he was MVP two years in a row so I just don't I don't understand how um we can look at I don't know I don't know it's just it's just it's it's really it's really shocking to me I don't understand it I don't know what's gonna happen with them I think their see obviously their season is over it's tough when you're in a division with the Chiefs and and um the, the Chargers, Chargers to think that yeah. you're gonna come back you know so I don't think it's happening but but man well, how do you think that game is gonna go <laughs> uh, I, I think I might have to go with Jacksonville here. I mean, it's the right man. They just don't. They just don't really look. Seem like Jacksonville is just a team that's had their struggles, especially with a young team. The Raiders just look really disinterested. I mean, to get shut out like there against the Saints team that you know has some has a ton of injuries, and they were missing their top two wide receivers, and you pretty much just get boat raced um, on the road like that. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I just got to go with Jacksonville. Until the Raiders uh, win another game, prove me wrong, man, I, I definitely going to be picking against them every single week. Like I just have not <laughs> liked what I've seen on the field there as far as the product this year. The way you're talking about the Raiders is how I've been talking about the Bengals. Like, and I know the Bengals have a better season so far, but it's like I just pick against them every week until they really – it's like, look, until y'all prove to me – y'all prove me wrong, you know, I'm just going to pick against Well, the Bengals could still win a division. Like the Raiders, like no way. Like I, I thought the bank, I thought the Raiders would finish in last place, but not like this. I, I don't think they're going to win the division, man. Like I don't think they're making the playoffs. But you heard me say that a few times, I'm, yeah. and I'm talking about the Bengals now. Yes. Uh, it, I think the Ravens is their division to lose. I don't think they're losing it. Lamar, he hasn't played the way I thought he would play to try to get that bag. But at the same time, they're not. They're not. They're not pulling not away. Happy. They're not pulling away. So, I mean, and now the Bengals are without uh, Jamar Chase, which I think really hurts too. I think, yeah, 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 you end up, if he's healthy, then I think, you know, I think it's more of a race there. But without him, yeah, I definitely have to go with the Ravens. But the Ravens probably not doing a whole lot to pull away. Hopefully they start to do that so get some separation. Well, Monday Night Football, they got the Saints, who um, Michael Thomas is out on injuries. I mean, he's been injured all season anyway. Jameis Winston hasn't played, you know, besides the first couple of weeks. And um, and now he's healthy, and now they're still going – like, he's benched, so it doesn't matter. Um, 
we'll talk about this Monday night football game. Then I want to touch on the um, the Patriots Colts and then let's get into the, the Jets and Bills and then we get on out of here. But but the Ravens and, and Saints, I'm going to tell you what, when when Jameis coming into the season, I thought with Jameis being healthy, I thought if Michael Thomas was healthy and Kamara didn't get suspended for that altercation in Vegas and all this stuff, I'm like, they're going to be my pick. Actually, they really were my pick out of the NFC as a healthy roster because I thought last year before Jameis went down, he improved a lot. Like I felt like he was the quarterback. He wasn't the guy throwing 30 for 30. He was actually, um, I think when he got injured, he had 14 touchdowns and two interceptions and he just, he looked completely different. If, if Thomas was healthy, along with those other weapons that they have there, they signed Landry who also isn't healthy. Chris Olave. Um, so, I, you know, I just figured that that team had the offensive power with James throwing the ball out there and, and with that defense, playing the way I felt that, like they were going to play. They were my pick for the NFC. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. <sighs> Injuries, man. But but, but how do you coaching, feel about this game? Coaching matters, too. I mean. It does. It yeah, does. We talked, we talked about, um, we talked about you know, Josh McDaniels and not working out for him. But Dennis Allen with the Raiders, he had a bad team. Look, the Raiders are a bit of a mess at times, so it's kind of hard to pin everything on them. But, you know, he did not. It, it was not great when he was there either. And then now you give him the keys to, you know, I don't want to say a Ferrari, but a really high class car, a Corvette. I'll say a Corvette. You give him the keys to a Corvette, and then they're making it seem like a, you know, a Prius at the moment. Like, pretty much like what it is. I mean, it, it's just not good. Like, I thought they, I didn't think they win the NFC, but I thought they win the division. I thought they were that talented, and I thought there was a lot of questions coming in with Tampa, but, you know, I mean, they did win last week against the Raiders. That's not really saying a whole lot. Now you go to go up against and try to stop Lamar Jackson there on Monday night. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it uh, high power, but I know Andy Dalton has, you know, played decently. I mean, we know what Andy Dalton's going to give you. I mean, he's not a bad quarterback. I don't know if he's necessarily your the guy you want started at this juncture of his career, but, you know, you definitely could do a lot worse there if you're the Saints. But, yeah, I, I like the Ravens there. I know they're a the favorite there, and I'm probably going to, you know, have them win by a touchdown or so on the road. I'm with you. I'm with you. I just I, I hate the, the way the Saints season is kind of unfolded, not just for my pick sake, you know, but I mean, like, honestly, I I hate hearing about guys being injured. Michael Thomas, man, when he's healthy, he's he's one of the best receivers. He hasn't been healthy, just, man. He That's what I mean. And it's like just like years. you just at this point, it's like, man, why? Why this guy is just collecting a check, you know? And I, and I feel bad. I do feel bad about the injuries. I never want to hear about anybody being injured. But it's like this dude, he really he's halfway through his contract, and it, it is a nice contract. It ain't like he's getting paid pennies out there. And it's like, come on, man, you got to put something on the field. But yeah. but the Ravens, yeah. back to the Ravens too, man. Yeah. Um, I, I I I know you said they're not quite pulling away. I think this game they're gonna win. You know, and it's going to help. But also, like I said, they're going to figure it out. They have some injuries happening, too. Um, some things happening that, that doesn't quite help with what they're trying to do. But, you know, um, I don't think that the signing of Jackson is going to help much. I, I know I, I don't I don't get why they won't give Lamar Jackson receivers out there. I really don't get it. 
Well, I think they're trying to. It's just it's not that. I just don't think I don't. If you're a receiver, would you want to play in that offense? If I'm a receiver, I would want to play with Lamar Jackson. But would you want to play when knowing that you're not going to get a lot of touches, especially nowadays when players want money and that contract and things of that nature too. Like you're if you're not putting up numbers, then you're not going to get paid. It kind of goes back to what Elijah Ward told us after the game. Like he he's trying to build this legacy, although I don't I don't necessarily agree with him, but I, I kind of see his point where you're trying to build your legacy and trying to build these numbers and stat lines. And but if you're only getting like fifty catches for you know, 800 yards a season, and then your main, your main target is getting is one of the best tight ends in football and getting like 80, 90 catches. Then when it comes contract time, are you going to get rewarded for that? Probably not. Probably not. So it, it's hurt. Like it, it's it's a fine line. You definitely yeah, you want to play with Lamar Jackson, but you also want to get paid too. And that's why I says. Mm-hmm. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. But I, like I said, I just feel like um, they could have tried something. You know, trade deadline. You know, something. And who, who and, they getting though? Who Who are you going after? I mean, you somebody just got Chase Claypool for a second round pick. You know what I'm saying? Like, is that that is that the answer though? The Bears, like the Bears. It's more of a, but I mean, it's more of an answer than than. Come on, man. Actually, I do like Chase Claypool too. I just think, yeah, uh, I think he'll be fine in that Bears offense too. I think he'll, you know, I really do. I'm a big fan of his. So, yeah, no, I like him too. I, but I also, I, I think. I don't think that obviously I don't think Mike Tomlin's a bad coach, but I don't think that that offense, um, the best year that we've seen from him was, was Ben Roethlisberger. And I don't think Ben at the, at that time, he was, I guess the healthiest version of himself in his older age, but he still was, you know, I, I don't think that they gave him a quarterback yet. And I think now the bears are trying to figure out how to run an offense with fields, like with, with what his skill set is. And I think it can pay off and I hope it does. Cause you got Mooney out there and he looks good. So, you know, I, I really hope that they can kind of figure out some type of offense for this kid because I, I, I love Justin Fields. I think he's going to be good. I don't think he's, you know, I don't think he's as great as everybody is is, is knighting him to be already. Uh, well, I think who's knighting him to be? Who, who's a ton knight? of people, man. I had somebody the other day try to tell me, who are they trying to argue? I think people about? are, like, labeled people. A lot of people are labeling that whole class of buzz right now, 2021. Well, I've been hearing a bunch of stuff but it's that still I, early. I won't, I won't put early. nobody on. It it's is, but early. I'm not going to put nobody on blast. But somebody was trying to tell me that he's a lot better than a lot of quarterbacks in this league. And I'm just like, no, I don't know no. what quarterbacks you watch, he, but he's not that. He's starting to show signs. But, yeah, I don't, you know, that's what, that's the best thing I can say about it right now, as opposed to Zach Wilson, who we'll get into, I'm sure, in, in a little bit. All right. Well, let's get into the uh, last game before we talk about our matchup. Um, so the Patriots and the Colts. So the Colts, man. I- <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't want to talk about this game because I'll be pretty quick with mine. But go ahead. <laughs> well, I guess the only reason why I want to talk about it is because I just want to ask, like, do you think that they're tanking now at this point? I, I think they are trying to see what they have in Sam Ellinger. And if he's not the guy, then, yeah, they're trying to go out and draft somebody. That's basically what it is. Because at some point, like, you get tired of the free agent, like, shuffle that they did they went out to fill the rivers they did make the playoffs that like year they lost to the bills in the first mm-hmm. round the wild card round hold that out hold that out yeah uh carson wentz that went well until the end of the year and then yeah. they traded him he actually was a better quarterback than what matt ryan was earlier this year and then he uh-huh. couldn't hold on to the ball and then now he's benched and now you're going with you know a guy that you took late on in the draft so 
yeah, I, I think that's the only solution for them, to be quite honest with you, because it, clearly what you tried, it hasn't been working. So you're not going to go to the free. What are you going to get Derek Carr, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo? I mean, it's kind of it's going to be the same thing all over again. So just go out and get, groom a young quarterback, and hopefully he can be the guy. Yeah, uh, I, I am going to go Patriots this game. I think Ramondre Stevenson has kind of solidified himself as that RB1 out there, even with, you know, like the way everybody's come back after injuries and all this stuff. I still think Stevenson is the guy out there, and I think, you know, the Patriots would be smart to just ride him into the, you know, as far as they can. Um, I don't think Mac it's, – it's weird that there's even – a quarterback controversy at this point, but it really is a controversy uh, with those not, two guys. Not I really. I mean, there is man. He didn't play well last week, but I mean, they still won. So, I mean, I think when healthy, Matt Jones is going to be the guy. He should be. He should be. But the way everywhere that I'm looking and everybody I talk to, so like obviously, SB Nation has um, a Pat's pulpit, and and I, I work with them as well, and I talk to them a lot, and those guys seem to think that the way it's being reported, the way that the team is kind of um, giving these subtle little messages and everything it sounds like you know mac jones is on a very short leash and if things go too wrong too quick it's it's very possible that is zappy hour again and i don't get that like because i don't think zappy is I, I i don't look at him as like a real now i know most people felt like he was probably the most um nfl ready quarterback i guess because of all the touchdowns he put up and stuff like that I, dude i'm gonna I'm I'm gonna start sending you the stuff because you're looking at me like i'm i'm not saying that i'm telling you what i've heard and I'm like, y'all crazy. Like, what, what where y'all get this stuff? This stuff was being reported during the draft the when they pulled them. Not, like, not, not during the draft. I'm saying, like, now that the season was going on and then he kind of game managed his way into, you know, into a couple of decent games. People were talking like, well, he broke every record in college and he's this and he's that. And I'm like, yo, y'all crazy. Like, y'all, do y'all understand who he was playing against and the type of game? Not taking nothing from him. I'm not saying that he was, you know, his college career means nothing. But, yo, it's a lot of delusional people doing the job that we're doing. He, I don't he understand how they get these jobs. He mid-major, like, and they played, like, no disrespect, but it's not like they were playing Georgia or Alabama and he had, like, a big showcase that's my, game. That's my point. Like, like what, what, at what the very least, about? that's why I'll never really talk crap about Tua because he did it at Alabama on the biggest stage, he came in off the bench. Like he did, I, I saw Tua do things in college, and it's like, okay, now down the NFL this year, he he took a step forward. Tua took now, a step forward, now, and I'm seeing granted, some things. I was gonna say now, granted, like they have been guys that have transitioned over and been good and colleges like that, but you know, you can see it. That's like that. you can just you you can no, I just That's didn't. That. I just I didn't thought he was. I just thought he was a guy. Yeah, he was a, he was an average guy that got his chance to be drafted by the Patriots and sit behind Mac Jones. I think yeah, he'd be a and, backup quarterback and you know be in the league for ten years. That's about what I think about him. Yep, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think sometimes no. people will hear that and listen to that and and look at it as a negative or like we're trying to play somebody. But it's like, no, do you know I would give a lot to be a backup quarterback in the NFL and sit there and, and I I would love that job. Are you kidding me? You so no. Chance. Man, and not everybody is going to be Joe Montana, Tom Brady. You know, it, everybody can't be those guys. So it's okay. It's okay to be a yeah. backup. But but anyway, so I think we're both going with the Patriots that game. Yes. Though, I feel and um, you know, Jonathan Taylor. He, I believe he's not playing, right? I think that's the report that I that I read that he's. Not uh, I, I think it's like I don't know if it's for sure, but I know he's been. I know he's hurt. So which is okay. Crazy because they just traded uh, Hines to Buffalo. So mm-hmm. now you're like in a bit of a pickle. <laughs> well, they got Zach Moss. 
yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess he'll, I guess he'll be starting. Which is wow! Like he's gonna go from barely being active. He was active this last game, and then um, the Chiefs game, he wasn't active at all. And now he might walk into Indiana and start. That's crazy to me. But okay, now let's get to the game, and then we'll get on out of here, man. Um, the team that you cover, I'm not gonna call in your boys this week. I, I'm gonna be, I'm be a little bit more nice and correct about it. The team that you cover. Uh, is going up against the team that I root for and I cover. The Buffalo Bills is, is uh, heading out to East Rutherford, and they're going to face your, your New Jersey Giant or New Jersey Jets. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, how do you? How do you? Um, I guess first, let me ask you this: what What do you think? What do you think from the perspective of the Jets has to happen for those guys to to walk out of that to walk out of Sunday's game with the win? defense there I mean you got to force turnovers there the defense is one of the best in the NFL like no matter how badly Zach Wilson has played this year the defense has been elite to be honest which is not as good as the Bills but it's good it's really good it's one of the best in the league and you know you have one of the best better defensive tackles in football Quentin Williams there Carl Lawson's playing well and you have two flight corners and Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed there playing at a high level yet you need those guys to be able to contain Josh Allen. I'm not saying stop because I don't think they're going to be, nobody's going to be able to stop Josh Allen like totally, but they eliminate the explosive plays. That's what you want to do. Eliminate him like hurtling over people, like making these Superman type moves and, you know, also, you know, trying to force turnovers because, you know, I think you'll admit to this. I think that, I mean, I think Josh Allen will, give you a bone at two at times as far as like interceptions, like he'll like, so it'd be times where you can, you know, get some turnovers and get a, or a turnover against them. You got to be able to capitalize on that. So I think they, that's where it's going to start there try to get some points there and be able to run the football. That's basically what it is. Like if they can do I'll those two things, they can, they can definitely keep this game close. I'll be honest. I was shocked this past uh, Sunday because so to your point, like this season, I felt like Josh was protecting the ball a lot better than he has in his career. And um, like, I know he, I think now he has six, I think total for the year, but like early on for the season, like one of them literally not, he got the interception. So I'm going to say they're his fault. But what I mean is like the one interception literally was in Isaiah McKenzie's hands bounced up, got intercepted. Another one went through Knox's hand. So when that happens, it's like, yeah, it's the, it's the quarterback's fault. Either he threw too hard. Whatever happened, happened. But I still felt like decision-wise, typically those two passes should have been caught. His decision-making has been better. This game against the Packers, man, he he made two bad decisions in the second half that really, if that team was better, could have cost him. Like, it really could have hurt him if, you know – now, granted, it's Aaron Rodgers, so – People are, are afraid of Aaron Rodgers anyway, but you know you do that against uh, Patrick Mahomes at Arrowhead or like anywhere really. You do that against Patrick Mahomes. You do that against um, you know I, or I don't really know good if defense I wanted... or really good defense. Yeah, that can yeah. So it's like house. you just you get that to, right. And and Sauce Gardner is not no he ain't no slouch when it comes to playing defense and intercepting the ball. And you know, so when you have a, when you have a certain level of defense that you're going against you're right you can't give the ball up so I think for the Bills um you know now all season you know I've been talking my talk and I've been trying to have fun with it but but realistically I think the Jets game can be one of those games that if you're not careful and you're going out there and you're just thinking like okay I'm gonna just go ahead and fling it out here everywhere and do what I feel like doing it it could it could turn around and be some because that's what happened to the Packers um the Jets took full advantage of you know 
special teams play. They took full advantage of bad decisions by Aaron Rodgers, and they made sure when they got the ball, they either A, was taking it to the house, or they was trying to get as close to the house as possible. So, you know, you can't do that against those type of defenses. So, um, now, I don't – personally, I don't think that that's going to be the – you know, I don't I don't think that's going to be the deciding factor this week. I think Josh will protect the ball. I think he was like I think he was disappointed in, in his performance last week, even though we won. So I expect Josh to come out and try his hardest to kind of, you know, like have one of those Josh Allen games, especially with it being against the Jets. So uh, but how, how do you feel this is going to go? You know, like, what do you what do you expect out of it? I think it'll be a close game initially because I think the Jets' defense is good enough to be able to keep it close. However, I think the second half you start to see the Bills pull away just because I just think they have too much talent there. Uh, I think Josh Allen is all world. I mean, I think they'll be able to contain Stephon Diggs enough where he doesn't burn them. But I think you're worried about some of the other players, you know, like a Dawson Doss too as well. I could see him having a, you know, really big game. The Jets have a problems, you know, covering tight ends at times too as well. So I think, you know, you might see Josh Allen look at look at him a little bit too as well. So yeah, I think, you know, maybe like thirty one, you know, seventeen potentially somewhere around there. But yeah, I think the Bills uh get the job done. Okay. Yeah. So yesterday or not yesterday, what I've been on so many shows this doggone week. Uh, one day this week I, I did my predictions and I said that I thought it was going to be around 35, 13. So, I mean, like it's, it's, you said 17, that's a, you know, so I guess it's a touchdown as opposed to a field goal there. But um, I, I, I kind of agree. I think to start off, I think the Jets being at home is going to have some energy. They're going to come out and try to really keep it close and do some things. But I think the second half is, Typically throughout the season is when we've seen for the Bills, they come out, the third quarter has been their quarter. They put teams away, and I, I don't think that's going to change this week. But, but man, I, I hope – honest to God, you know, let me ask you this before we, before we even go there. I was impressed at the fact that, that the Jets decided, you know what, we feel like we're winning games. We feel like our defense is good enough to win us games, and we feel like our run game was strong enough to to help the defense continue to to move the ball, hold the like you know like the time of possession, and try to put some points on the board. Do you think James Robinson? Now I know it was just his first week, so I can't you know I'm not no, I'm not yeah. going to really judge that performance. But do you think James Robinson was the right replacement for the you know for Hall going down? I, I think I mean. I mean, I preferably you want somebody like Kareem Hunt, but I don't know if they made that call. Or maybe they did, and then the Browns just decided not to make the move. But, you know, I, I like James Robinson. I think he's a different running back than Brees Hall. He doesn't have that, you know, explosion. But, yeah, it was his first game. I don't think they necessarily he, – he got traded, like, Tuesday. So it was yeah. kind of hard to kind of come in and pick up the offense there on such a short week. I think now you'll start to see him be implemented more in the game plan. And they need him. They need. They really need him to run the – they need him and Michael Carter to run the football effectively, you know, to take pressure off of Zach Wilson. Because if you – I mean, we saw it last week, you know, Bill Belichick, you know, decided, you know what, they're not going to let the run game beat him. And they didn't, you know, they loaded up on the run and had Wilson beat him. And I imagine, you know, the Bills are probably going to do the exact same thing too. Yeah, well, and I mean, no, no Poyer is going to hurt. Um, you know, there's a couple injuries that that really that really can hurt. But at the same time, you know, I just think top to bottom without being too cocky this week, like I'm just being honest about it. I think I think this, you know, I still think the roster top to bottom, the Buffalo Bills just have a better roster. And, and then when you look at the quarterback, Josh Allen is, is just I'll take Josh over Wilson 10 times out of 10. So I just think that, you know, it's going to be too much for the Jets. But I, I do expect them to kind of. To, to, you know, like to learn out from this game, I, I hope 
for their sake that that they can um, kind of continue to put some good things together for the season and man, get that two seed in the, in the division for the year, man. Like, cause I, I hate the dolphins. No, I hate I, the I dolphins. Think, I think man. the dolphins are probably going to get it, man. I think, man, I, hate I, think them, I think the dolphins are going to win 11 games. Two would be an all cocky. He'd be an all cocky. I think I learned something with the deep ball. eh? I think I learned something. Well, eh? if, if somebody, if somebody keeps attacking you, like, and taking shots at you, like you gotta, nah, man. I, I, what are you supposed yeah. to do? Not taking any shots at them. No, I'm not saying that, but it's like at least be honest about it. He hasn't like gotten better with the deep ball. He has two guys that are speedy that can take any pass that he throws them to the house. He hasn't been out there. He has not been out there just dropping dimes, but, forty yard deep balls. That's not. But what he's it's doing. not like he's like not throwing it deep though. I think people were saying, "Oh, he can't throw it deep." I mean, he can. I mean, but it does help to have two speed burners like that on the outside. But you know, I don't. I would flex on them too. Like all the trash people talked about them, and you know, things of that nature. Yeah, but I, I think it's going to be the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins. Okay. And I think, and I think the Patriots will probably get the three seed, and I think the Jets may win eight games. And they still may finish in last place. Like that's how I think how you know deep this division is now. Okay. See, I I still haven't quite put the Patriots back in the place of respect in a way. Like I feel like they're the base. Their schedule the though. Like that's the thing. Like look at their schedule. And I think they're starting to figure things out a little bit more. So I think they could okay. they could they might win like nine games, but you know, I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs. That's fair. That's fair. I, I um uh, the Patriots, um, I'm at the point where I just disrespect them. You know, like I just, <laughs> you know, like I just, I ain't got nothing good to say about the Patriots. I don't, I don't like them. I, I don't want to like them. And uh, and the Jets, I feel like as much, even though it's division rivals and even though we've had our, our you know, um, the Jets and the Bills have had their rivals in, for, in the past, I feel like the Jets have gone through enough similarly to what the Bills have gone through to where I can respect them and say, hey, if you guys can can hustle us out and win some games, man, more, more power to you. Just I'm not gonna root against you the week you're playing against the Bills. This is the lesser of two evils, I'm sure. Well, three evils for you, yeah, basically. Yeah, because yeah. I hate the dog. I hate, and I know we talked before we went live here, and I know I know you spent some time out there, so you got a little bit of love for the Dolphins. But, but man, like since since these are the two teams now that's somewhat good in the division, I can't, man, I just can't stand. And the fans, man, they so obnoxious. They just they're horrible. <laughs> them dudes are horrible what's that one i ain't gonna say his name because i don't even want to give him too much attention but the one content creator that like he just he's so loud and obnoxious and the dude it's just like dude come on man like y'all not even that good bro and you you sit here talking like y'all winning super bowls like he's yeah, I, don't, I don't know it could be any of like you have to tell me who that is off there i'll tell you yeah, when I we probably, get off yeah because yeah, i don't I, even want to say his name yeah i, I yeah i probably after so when the bills because i went to the Miami game so when the bills uh, when we when we lost in Miami, um, he we got a couple guys that are like every team has like their super fans and whatnot. We had these guys called the chefs. Every everybody knows the chefs. If you come to Buffalo for any reason and you go to a game, you know the chefs. Two of the most nicest dudes, two of the most humblest dudes that you'll meet. They just enjoy football. They enjoy people. They're walking out. And this dude's going live, and he's like, F oh, you. oh, that guy, and oh, that, that guy. bum, yeah, I, man, I, I, I dude, do, I do know who is, fam, yeah. like you know what I mean, like. He get, and like I said, I was there. So, like, it was a lot of Miami fans that I was like, hey, enjoy this win, man. Y'all enjoy it. And and some people were like, man, y'all played hard, though, man. I can't believe y'all even got made it that close at the end there. So, like, some people, you know, with every fan base. But that dude there, man, like, I can't wait to play Miami again. So, that way, like, I literally have a, a, a post already in my drafts for him. Like, Are it's you already, ready for it? Are you I'm, ready? Because I'm, well, I'm going to just tell you. And I don't use excuses. I don't use excuses. We lost the game. We lost the game, but I was there, and I remember I was damn near dehydrated 
sitting in the stands. I was sitting behind the Bills bench. Bro, it was hot, man. Like not just hot. September, man. Like that's how it is. So I mean, like they had a little. I, I don't. I won't go as far as some people in the fan base, but there was somewhat of a home field advantage when you're talking well, yeah. about the different sidelines. So I'm. So well, like yeah. I said, I'm not going. We lost. We lost. But but man, you come to Buffalo. You come to Orchard Park, and talk that. To, I want to see y'all win in Orchard Park the way that that happened. Man, we gonna tap that. Ass. And when we tap that ass, <laughs> I don't want to hear nothing. I don't want to hear a damn thing because I'm. Oh, I'm, I got. I, it's in the drafts, bro. It's already in the drafts. I, I think we need to put this clip on Twitter and then just see how it does. That I, I can imagine um, this will go over well with some of the Dolphin fans. Man, the Dolphins fans. You know what I was about to say there. I had to mute myself, but forget the Dolphins fans, man. Yeah. We, what week is that? Matter of fact, hold on. Let me before we get out. Let me look at that. <laughs> I told you that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> what, what week is that, man? F them oh Dolphins fans. December oh 18th. I am re- yeah, yeah. The week before Christmas. Merry Christmas, muff. Merry Christmas, homies. Let's go. Listen, Twan, I appreciate you this week, man. Shout out to my man Stros for the girls. Like I said, he wasn't able to be with us this week. He'll be back in action with us next week. Um, you got anything coming up? Uh any articles in the morning that you're gonna be posting or anything that you want us to look out for? Uh you can find my work at New York Daily News. I got an article on Zach Wilson up right now. So just check that out there or follow me on Twitter at Antoine Staylor. All right. And ladies and gentlemen, y'all already know it. It's your boy, Jay Spence, the King, Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. This vidcast and every vidcast is brought to you by Picasso Pizza. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day, Picasso Pizza. We are Buffalo. I think it's local and nationwide shipping at PicassoPizza.net. I feel like they should say delivery locally and then shipping nationwide but that's a whole different thing i'm not gonna change the read shout out to picasso pizza uh listen go bills everybody enjoy the weekend enjoy the game tomorrow let's get it man thank you again Twan.